0: As a people, we are reeling. Just as Israel was emerging from a year of intermittent lockdowns and returning to routine life, the Mount Meron calamity shattered our equilibrium. Tottering from 45 heart-wrenching funerals, we began to collect ourselves, looking towards Yom Yerushalayim, Jerusalem Day, and then Shavuot, the upcoming festival. And then, the Hamas rockets began raining from Gaza, mortally wounding innocent Israeli citizens and scattering millions into bomb shelters. How are we to deal with these perpetual blows? Customarily, the Torah portion of Bamidbar falls out immediately before Shavuot. As we note, the Torah was delivered deliberately in the desert, the Midbar. The Talmud in Erevin famously remarks that, quote, if a person makes themselves humble like this wilderness, which is open to all and upon which everyone treads, their Torah study will endure and be given to them as a gift, and if not, their Torah study will not endure. This Talmudic analogy might inform our first perspective on recent events, a sense of utter humility and an awareness of our human limitations. Some realities are simply beyond our grasp. In fact, one term for the Sinaitic revelation and the appellation chosen for the holiday prayers is Matan Torah, the giving of the Torah. A gift is received passively. We do not typically question a gift, and we assume the benefactor's noble intentions. In this role, God as giver is benevolent but transcendent, beyond our apprehension. We simply submit to his unknowable will. Yet Rabbi Mayer Shapiro, the illustrious 20th century Polish rabbi and founder of the worldwide Dafyomi movement, offers another layer to our understanding. The Midrash asserts that the Torah was given amidst fire, water, and desert, and the rabbi employs this teaching as a metaphor for our relationship with God at various life moments. As we know, fire always stretches upwards while water flows downwards due to gravitational pull. The opposing elements, he says, represent the disorienting poles of human experience, comprising highs and lows, sunshine and gloom, clarity and ambiguity. Our march through the desert, then, mirrors our choice, no matter, to follow our Creator across exposed, unknown terrain. Interestingly, the Jews were actually led throughout the desert by these above two elements, fire at night and water, represented by the clouds of glory during the day. Rabbi Shapiro's interpretation invokes a conscious resilience, a soldiering on in the face of difficulty. For is this not precisely what we do? We bury our dead, extol their virtues, and then transition to Shabbat. We battle our sworn enemies, defend our reputation against maddening and libelous double standards, and then embrace the Torah through all-night study and celebration on Shavuot. In this conception, We are not mere passive bystanders, accepting the inscrutable divine will, but rather active agents in electing to move forward. We stare into the abyss, and then we enter it. This attitude is alluded to by a different synonym for the revelation. Kabbalat Torah, the receiving of the Torah. While at first blush, receiving may also imply passivity. In reality, accepting is itself a conscious act. We absorb each event, react authentically, and move forward, nurtured by our intuition that a better destination awaits just beyond the horizon. Shabbat Shalom and Chag Sameach.